guys and welcome to the grow podcast we are happy that you're here and we are really just working today on a special edition report podcast to just really recap the acreage report so we're going to keep this short i have one of our favorite podcast guests kind of back joining us again um so we have jim engler here jim go ahead and introduce yourself again to our listeners yeah thanks ashley uh, appreciate being here. Uh, my name is Jim Engler. I work on the grain merchandising staff here based out of the uh, out of the Des Moines office. And yeah, excited to dive into uh, the latest data dump here from the USDA. Yeah. So, you know, I hate to start off a podcast like this, but I think, you know, this report always gives us a lot of anxiousness, I think, in our world, right? Whether we're in origination or merchandising or the farmer, right? This is a big report. As we think about the acreage report, often also referred to as the planning intentions report. Just really thinking about that data that the farmer gave the USDA on what he expects to plant for this 2023 crop. Kind of a little bit of a dud, a little soft. Yeah, I mean, we didn't, you know, this report historically has produced a lot of volatility. And we did see some of that today. Now, we didn't have the the big blow off top or a big washout like like has has happened in previous reports. But we still had a very important data dump here from the farmer. And, you know, this, the planning intentions report, the stocks report that comes with it. Uh, this really kicks off, you know, the the new crop marketing year cycle, right? So, uh, it's it's an incredibly important report, and it's a good baseline to start operating here on uh, on new crop. Yeah, so let's talk about it as we sit today. Uh, markets are closed on our end, which is I think important recording this because there can be so much volatility. So today we look at D's futures kind of closed here today at five sixty six and a half really ended up just down about a half a cent here. Obviously, we had some some green on the board for old crop. Um, and then as we look at beans, beans were really kind of the winner here today, which um, Jim will go ahead and dive into the numbers on, you know, why that is. But as we look at Nove 2023, Nove ended here today at 1319. Um, as we kind of talked about, beans were really the clear winner here today on the report. Absolutely. Um, so definitely, you know, a good day up here, 16 and a quarter. So, Jim, give us kind of the details on the stocks and, and really the acre numbers. Yeah, so we'll start with the acres numbers first, right? And we'll we'll, we'll start with corn. Um, you know, the, the government gave us uh, just slightly under 92 million acres of corn. We'll round it, call it 92 million acres of corn, which was, you know, on the high end of uh, of what the industry was looking for. And then on the bean acres number, they gave us 87.5, which was on the low end mm-hmm. of the expectations. And that's part of the reason why you see the bean numbers um, obviously getting green. And, uh, you know, on the corn, you know, in both commodities, really, you saw front ends gaining a lot more than the new crops. Um, and that was primarily from out of the stocks numbers. You know, when we start looking at stocks, so these are, num- this is what was in the bin on March 1st, right? We, we it's surveyed numbers. Um, and the moral of the story, without diving into the numbers too deep here, is that there's less of both uh, commodities. Corn, you know, <clears throat> year over year, we're down 358 million bushels of corn, um, whether it's on the farm or in the elevator. And then on beans, we're down 246 million bushels of beans year over year. And that's what causes your front end, right, to come up a, a lot more significantly than the uh, the new crop positions. You know, the, and like you said, Ashley, the big winner was beans. You know, 87.5 million acres of beans. Again, on the low end of trade expectations, it was pretty well right in with the uh, USDA Outlook meeting. Um, and, and then with the stock number, you pair that with a, a lower stock number. And, uh, you know, beans really have a story to tell uh, going forward here. Yeah. So, I mean, let's take a minute here. Obviously, this report is really geared towards new crop. It's telling us what we expect. But let's talk about the stocks for a little bit on old crop. Because I think, you know, in my position as an originator, so many customers are wondering what to do from this point forward. 
a lot of our customers are really bullish, um, which today on the bean side of things probably doesn't help. But, you know, we were just having some great conversations. We have had innovation connectors here the last couple of weeks. And, you know, a lot of the farmers I work with on a day-to-day basis have a lot less grain in general on farm than last year. So let's talk about that because I think you know, that does potentially create a really bullish mindset yep. <laughs> for those guys that do have some grain left here. So. Yeah, so if we look at just the on-farm portion, right, the, the the stocks number is made up of two numbers, right? On, what's on the farm and what's, you know, in, in commercial storage hands. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we look at the on-farm, you know, we look at the corn number, right, we're down 10 million bushels of corn year over year, um, you know, but our production in Iowa was less year over year, with 2022 being the, the record crop that it was, 2023 being a nice crop, it's not a record. So the farmer does have less corn, not a ton of less corn, but relatively the same amount, but it is less. And, and this is where, um, you know, the, the price action that you saw today, right, where you saw the May and the, and the July gaining so much more than the, than the December board really comes into play. And, you know, really, the, this is where the market's going to have to start to solve this problem, right? We have, we have a tight old crop scenario. We have what could potentially be a more relaxed uh, new crop coming forward here with a, with a bigger acres number and the potential for some, for some good yields. Um, the market's really going to have to solve this problem. How do we bridge the gap between tight stocks to some stocks that might not be so tight in next year's crop? And that's where you know the markets can prove tricky, um, right? Especially if you, if you have um, corn on the farm. We've been in inverted markets for for going on three years now, and, and it's been discussed at length, right? Um, how to market in an inverted environment. The important thing that I would remind growers is that, yes, you, you know, you might be right. You might hold on to the grain and and price might go up and, and you might win. And that, and that's that's a very valid strategy. But I would also remind guys that you're fighting market structure to a certain extent. The market wants your old crop now. It's going to punish you for holding on to it. And, and so that is that would be my big takeaway from corn today is you know, this inversion will probably grow mm-hmm. um, going forward as we start to try to solve this problem. Yeah. And kind of, you know, just to wrap this up, I think just talking about old crop before I jump into something else I want to ask you here, you know, let's say a guy does have a good portion of of corn and beans left on the farm. I mean, what's his, what's his next move? Well, I mean, you're, you're getting back to to some really attractive flat prices, right? I mean, you're, you're, you're flirting with, with $7. Um, You know, there's a lot of bullish inputs here. And, And so, you know, $7 corn, what's wrong with that? Yeah, I mean, I, I know, I know where we've been, and I, and I know, you know, the feelings, right? But, um, you know, the market's job here as well is to also, um, you know, ration demand. And what these numbers are essentially saying on in the old crop positions is that somebody's going to have to go without, and you know, you don't want to be the last person left with corn that no one's going to buy. Yeah, right. So once you know, once the party's over, the party will be over because then we'll transition into that new crop again. So. You know, there's nothing wrong with leaving a little dry powder here and 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 watching the price action, but uh, be ready to strike and and don't fall in love with it. Yeah, be be ready to part with it, and then you know if the market rallies again, you got another crop coming. So the last point on old crop that I wanted to go ahead and ask you about is, you know, we've been talking a lot about that spread between May and July. And, you know, it was really fun today. I got to sit in the office with you guys while the report released, which is just always, it's always fun. Like, I don't know, it's, it's hard to explain to people that I've never been in sort of a facility where multiple people are watching the same thing release at the same time. But I just kept hearing, watch that spread, watch that spread. So let's talk about that a little bit because I think the farmer maybe isn't paying a ton of attention to that. So before we move out of old crop corn, let's go ahead and chat about that. Yeah, and this is where, you know, 
when we talk about inverses, that's the spread, right? Mm-hmm. Inverses versus carries, right? Is is grain worth more today than it is tomorrow in a carry style environment or in an inverse style environment, which we find ourselves in, right? Corn is worth more today than it is tomorrow. If you just look at the bid sheets, uh, pick a bid sheet, it's the Landis bid sheet, it's your local ethanol plant bid sheet, it's the you know, it's whatever bid sheet you want to look at. The, the biggest number on the page is probably the nearby or right near, it's a, towards the top of the page, right? And, and so, you know, as the market tries to wrestle with how we bridge between old crop and new crop, there's a decent chance that that inversion continues to grow. And again, this is where you kind of start to fight market structure, right? You know, if you choose to hold on with that grain, you're, you're kind of ignoring that market structure like I've talked about. And, and um, while you may be right because the flat price goes up, it can, again, you just don't want to be the one that goes over kind of the cliff, right? The, the, the inverted cliff, because there will be another crop of corn that'll come. Yeah. We will harvest a crop. We will plant it. We will get it figured out. And if you're, if you just think about it as a, as a buyer of corn, then a lot of folks that listen to this podcast are buyers of corn, right? They have livestock, they have different things, but a buyer of corn doesn't want to buy $7 corn, doesn't no. want to buy $8 corn, <laughs> right? So if you, if you know there's a fresh crop of corn that's coming at you know, five, six bucks, whatever it is, you're going to buy as little of that $7 corn as possible. Yeah. Right. So that's, that would be my, my main advice is, you know, if you're not, if you're, if you're choosing not to sell your corn today, which is a perfectly valid marketing strategy, given the numbers that we just saw, mm-hmm. just know that if you're not selling it today, you're basically choosing to buy it. Yeah. Well, shifting gears really into new crop, you know, you and I get to talk to a lot of different farmers and, you know, you especially get to talk to a lot of end users. Um, And the concern that I've been hearing lately is we're pretty light historically on our new crop books. Mm -hmm. Um, The farmer does not feel like he's very sold for new crop 2023. And so as we think about that, I think the first thing that I I always like to consider, you know, I'm a farm kid Mm -hmm. and um, know your break-even number, know that cost of production. I think really you've got to start to figure that out, especially this year. But where does the farmer go from now? You know, it just feels so light. You know, how do we encourage this farmer to to participate in the market? Um, obviously, these are the first look at numbers, right? And we'll get another look in June, correct, on kind of the update? Yep. Yeah. What what got planted, we'll, we'll see that number in June. And, and and frankly, okay, we've got the numbers, right? Yeah. We, we finally got past this, you know, the market's really been waiting for this number. It's, it's, this is what happens this time. Yeah. We sit around, we sit around <laughs> and we wait for the, for the March 31st report, prospective mm-hmm. plannings, right? Okay. We got the numbers. The market's going to start trading weather now. Yeah. Right? The, there's a lot of uh, talks about, you know, shifting weather patterns from La Niga to El Nino, right? And there's a lot of talk about the, the snowpack and the Dakotas in Minnesota. Um, so we are going to transition quickly mm-hmm. into a weather market by the time some people are listening to this, we're going to be in a weather market. Yeah. Um, so we got the numbers. Great. We'll put them in the trash can for now. We're, we're done with those. <laughs> We've seen them. We've looked at them. Yep. We're moving on. Yep. From an, from, definitely from the acreage standpoint. So, you know, I think you hit on something that's really important, right? Um, know your break even. This is a margin-based business, right? Mm-hmm. This is an extremely margin-based business. You know, you have to buy inputs, right, in order to produce that crop. And so knowing that break even, incredibly important. Um, and then we're going to be into a weather market here and, and, you know, whether you've been farming one year, you've been farming 20 years, you've probably been through a weather market. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, making sure you have your orders in, um, making sure you're, um, you know, you're comfortable with that revenue that you're going to produce. And, and there's going to be a lot of folks that will talk about, you know, the spring insurance price, which was a great price, mm-hmm. right? Your crop insurance is revenue. <laughs> it, it's, you got to think of it as revenue per acre. It's not dollars per bushel. Mm-hmm. And so it probably needs to be viewed that way. 
So, you know, selling below, you know, a lot of guys don't want to sell below their insurance price. Well, if you outgrow that number, right, by revenue, it doesn't really matter. I would encourage, you know, like you said, know your break-evens. The number that we're going to end up planting, right, isn't going to be 92 million acres of corn. Sitting here today, that doesn't necessarily feel correct. Now, we there's a long way to go, right? And, and if you bring it back in a couple months, we'll, we'll be talking about a different number. Okay. By the time we get to the June number, it's not going to be 92 million acres. It's going to be something plus or minus, right? So yeah. um, you got to be up on the wheel in these in these weather markets. And, and that's a difficult thing to do when you're trying to get your crop in the ground and, and get things, even, you know, after you get the crop in the ground, right? Then you're into spraying and you're into all these different things. Yeah, and that's where, you know, le- you know, I would encourage growers to lean on our Grow Solutions Center, lean on your account managers, lean on Landis. You know, we're, we're plugged into this thing every day. Yeah. Well, Jim, anything else you want to go ahead and add about the report here today specifically? You know, I I think we covered it. It, Again, if if you're sitting on that old crop corn, just remember, remember the the inverse that that is coming and it comes for everybody and it comes every year, right? It's come the last couple of years and and, and it will come again. There's there's no doubt about it. You know, and and as far as your new crop, right, I would just remind guys, this is a margin-based business Mm -hmm. and it's all about, you know, revenue per acre, you know, net back per acre, um, and, uh, you know, keep an eye on your forecast. It used to be when we talk about weather markets, right? It used to be what has happened. Well, now it's about what's going to happen, right? You're going to get in these market situations where, you know, you get a, you know, you're trading throughout the day. The market opened at 830, right? And the market's open and you're trading, trading. And then all the for, you know, the forecast coming at 11 o'clock and it's a day, right? Those are going to happen. Those are coming, you know, so making sure that you're, you're understanding what those forecasts are saying, what that means to price action. Yeah, well, I think that's really good. And, and you know, Jim brought up a, a really great point to lean on our Growth Solutions Center, lean on your account manager, account lead. Um, you, our customers are going to be really busy here in the field for the next, you know, month, two months, whatever it might be. And uh, grain marketing is not your first priority when you're trying to get the crop in the ground. Um, so I would, you know, highly recommend, you know, working with somebody like myself or, you know, whoever you work with here, get some offers in while you're not thinking about it. Um, I love our offer system, whether it be cash or futures, you know, it works on the overnight as well, which is um, just, just really great, I think. And it's, it's a great level up for your business when you are completely in planting mode, you're in go, go bunny mode, right? <laughs> absolutely. I mean, absolutely. I mean, you, you get the advantage of doing both at the same time. You can plant your crop and market your crop at the same time. And those offers, right. It, it's, it kind of takes emotion out of it, right. Making a marketing decision, marketing your crop, making a trade, you know, it can be an incredibly emotional decision, right? But having those targets out there kind of removes some of that emotion. You've got a plan in place. Mm-hmm. If if this happens, this is going to happen, right? So uh, I really like them. It, it, it puts your mind at ease yeah. a little bit, right? For sure. Well, hey, Jim, thank you for joining us. Thanks for giving us a little insight on this report today. Um, and to our listeners, if, you, if you've got questions, I mean, reach out. You know, we're happy to help. And um, as Jim said, we've, we've seen the numbers. We've traded them today and we're on to weather. So be prepared, have your numbers in mind. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks again, Jim, for joining us. Absolutely, thank you.